295. The jokeriest of Joker albums. That's what I would call this album. This is this album is totally Joker fired. It's it's fucking it's it's wanking Phoenix and Heath Ledger in, on, in the same frame. I'm not sure which which is which. Yeah. Uh, can I give you my bad take on Turbo Negro? Party I mean, animals. Turbo Negro are an album, are a band of bad takes. I mean, all their takes are bad. That's the entire point of Turbo Negro. What's your bad take on Turbo Negro? If Poison woke up one morning and went, why are we waffling with all this fucking ballad bullshit? Looked at themselves in the mirror and said, actually, what people really want is just to lean into this real fucking cheesy, funny rock, but with some bigger riffs. That's what people want. They don't want this every rose has its thorn bullshit. (laughs) Or even if a bunch of fucking drunk Norwegian uni students decided, let's make a band that just takes the piss out of every genre of rock music there's ever been, from hair metal to punk rock to fucking to death metal to the Stooges to the Stones to glam rock to sleaze to hardcore let's just smash all of the different genres together we can do and then present it in the most obnoxiously offensive way we can to wind up all the people that hate you know all the boring fucking boomers and Tories and fuckwits don't like anything derivative at all like let's be derivative but in a way that's so yes so funny that (laughs) and let's constantly sing about butt sex and dicks and just dumb shit and how the world is fucked ladies and gentlemen I give you Tony I just every time I see that just the track listing makes me laugh but blow me like the wind <laughs> just blow me like the wind yes well this is the thing because because we're, we're behind the curtain we've, we've started a new playlist for for this year for the the tripping balls and the, uh, the only two albums on there are Party Animals and the other album that we have for this week which is The Tissues and Peaches and there is some sort of there is a there's a, a certain era of, of there's, a, there's a Venn diagram there's, there's a confluence yeah. of content absolutely because all of the suggested tracks um because Spotify will suggest extra tracks and uh, right at the moment all the tracks that, it, that it's suggesting are other tracks by Peaches and Pippa Negro Slippery Dick don't say motherfucker, motherfucker. Shake your dicks. Fuck or kill. Rendezvous with anus uh, and rock against ass. Actually, now, can you figure out which <laughs> yeah, of these songs say. was a Peaches song and which <laughs> of these songs was a Turbo Negro song? That, that, is a, that is a good game. Turbo Negro or Peaches? Yes. You name the song. Actually, you could put it into a, like a random uh, sexy word generator and just yeah. pull, it, pull out a whole new album for both of them. Pussy Time, which is actually a Nashville pussy song. It's the first song I've seen there that isn't actually either of them. Actually, um, a, a Peaches Turbo Negro collaboration. Up. Actually, one of my favourite Turbo Negro titles is is Hell Toupee, which I guess was probably about Donald Trump many years ago. Uh, a, a Turbo Negro and Peaches collaboration album would actually be quite fun, I reckon. They, they would they would fit. Well, though, um, I'm not sure she would or that she would accept that uh, Turbo Negro's um, sentiment is is in, is essentially progressive, even though it's heavily ironicised. Yeah. Uh, what I love about this album is that the, it captures the essence of Turbo Negro, both lyrically but also musically. In that they're 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 grabbing stuff, um, and they're doing really a really good job of it. Whether it's glam rock, whether that's you know punk, 
metal, whatever. Um, th- this was this album, and, and at this time of their career, they were really picked up by the Jackass production team, and, and a lot of their stuff got used. Like All My Friends Are Dead was basically the Jackass theme song, I think, for one of the movies. Um, there's other tracks like that. But there's also ridiculous kind of 70s rock and roll stuff like High on the Crime and and my favourite track uh, on this album, which is Hot Stuff, Hot Shit, which which had me at the... Because it set, starts off as like one of these fucking songs about, you know, oh, baby, oh, you look so fine. I wish you were mine. But about midway through the first verse, they, they kind of... The punchline, which is... Uh, he's he's seen her on television in Afghanistan in the middle of a war zone. It becomes this love this love song about some fucking U.S. military chick who's trying to fucking kill the Taliban in Afghanistan. The wonderful comic timing for somebody who's writing lyrics in a second language. That's that's what I'm, I'm trying to say. If you close your eyes and just listen to the music too, it's not just a cheap pastiche riff off off whatever they're trying to do. No, they're good. They're actually really fucking good at what they do. Um and and that makes it like it just gives it another layer. Like yeah. uh, I mean Death from Above could have been off the Stooges uh Raw Power album. It it genuinely sounds like fucking Search and Destroy. It sounds like that kind of late seventies, sort of mid seventies, um, you know, sort of the the world is ending kind of uh, garage punk. Yeah. And and they do a fantastic job of kind of capturing the essence of whatever genre they're playing in. And this is like what fifteen years into their into their stuff. A long way. Well, technically, that they, they formed in the late eighties as you know high school kids, and they broke it up a bunch of times as well. The, the first kind of period of success was in the late nineties, but then as um and this this comes back to Hank, who was the lead singer who passed away last year, who was the reason we picked this album. Um, there was a great line by one of the band members when they were talking about the first time they broke broke up in the late nineties. They said, "We broke up in in the emergency psychiatric waiting room of a hospital in Milan because Hank was was having massive fucking mental health issues and and deep into into a fucking heroin hole." So they they actually they released a couple of really big albums and then split up and and you know disappeared for a couple of years. But in the interim, their their albums got picked up by big record labels and they became massively popular. So they they did like a reunion show in like two thousand and two. It was meant to be a one off, but it was massively successful. And then they went off and did a couple of you know subsequently really successful albums. But again, um, you know Hank's fucking mental illness and and drug habits got in the way and and he had to he had he had to chuck it in at the end of the end of the two thousands. Which is when we uh, when they um, they ended up getting the, the guy from their fucking um, UK fan club who happened to be in a bunch of bands and that had supported them before uh, to come in and, and substitute and that's pretty much who they've have who they've had since but um, yeah he's a he's a very dark and troubled dude Hank as well as being incredibly funny in in a language that's not his own but uh, and I think part of that kind of illustrates. It's kind of illustrated by the, a lot of the lyrical content, but um, apparently it, it, it wasn't. It wasn't by his own end that he met his end. It was just the fact that he'd been on a lot of nasty shit for an extremely long time. So, anyway, um, we're talking about a band that that called themselves Turbo Negro because their original idea was Nazi penis, and somebody convinced them that Nazi penis <laughs> <laughs> they wouldn't be able to sell any albums in in, the, in Germany at least if their name was Nazi penis. Yes, probably a good a good call that one. Why don't we flip to the other side of the uh, the, the Joker 
uh, balance we had this week that, that you know, it doesn't sound anything like Turbo Negro, but in a way, you know, given that the algorithm is telling us that they actually have a lot more in common than we thought, which is the Teachers of Peaches, which actually came out in 2000. Um, the version that is on Spotify is like a 2002 re-release. Uh, okay. It had extra bits and pieces on it. Uh, what? Um, it was on XL, which is interesting. XL at the time were riding a fucking a wave. So this is this record label in Britain, but they'd had um, they'd started out as a dance label, but they'd had the Prodigy in the in the 90s. But at this time, I mean, they had Peaches, they had the White Stripes, which was a, which was number one act. They had Electric Six. And they'd go on to having, you know, the, the back end of Radiohead's career and eventually Adele. So um, a little bit, XL had always been a, a record label that I thought, oh, yeah. Start, if an artist was on XL, I always thought, oh, yeah, that's cool. XL pretty cool. Um, that's irrelevant for this conversation, but I just thought I'd throw that in. Because uh, we have to fill half an hour. The listener, Wheatman, has seen her live, says she's fucking awesome, and the bass just kicked ass. Uh, I just imagine that did she... Um, Gets everything out pretty much like the old, old love from um, Machine Gun yeah. Am I right in thinking oh, I, that, that everything it probably ends up being well, a bit he, of a? He said there was two two six foot of dildos a, on stage, it, so yeah, it's a little bit Machine Gun Valacio, a little bit Ramstein. Look, my thoughts after listening to this whole album because "Fuck the Pain Away" is one of my favourite songs. It's, I just think it's a perfectly yeah. con- constructed song. Um, yeah. What would you call this this particular genre of music? Well, I was thinking it, if if Trent Reznor was a woman and was really horny, he would probably write this album. <laughs> and and had a really limited fucking amount of equipment. Yeah, because it, it yes. does feel it does feel like really bedroom kind of. It, it's electro, I, I believe. I believe it's referred to as electro clash, but it's that kind mm. of very lo-fi, discordant. Yeah. Basic ass fucking bedroom electronica kind of stuff, and she's almost for the entire album. She's just speak, you know, spoken yep. word, which is funny because my abiding memory of her was the the track that she did with Iggy Pop, where she sings and she's fucking she's a singer. fucking yeah, good yeah. singer, and she's got a kind of a howling, um, you know, angry soulful voice, but she doesn't use it at all in this, you know, apart from one or two tracks, which I, I felt was a little bit of a miss. Yeah, that was. That was my view. That, that's why the Nine Inch Nails sort of um, uh, comp came there for me is because it just sounded like she made the noise with whatever she had lying around in the bedroom at the time and then did some lyrics over the top of it. Um, but in a way that's really compelling, which is what I f- usually find with Nine Inch Nails music is that bedroom aesthetic is is what reminded me of the Nine Inch Nails thing. Like Nine Inch Nails always sounded to me like they were making music with whatever came to hand, and it didn't necessarily have to have a melody or uh, like a riff or a, a hook. It was just what came out, and then they would sort of sing or scream or do whatever over the top of it. And that's why I, I got that same vibe out of this. It's like this is this is what I've yeah. got to hand. This is what I want to say, so that's how it's going to come out. Um, yeah, although this is this is a bit more. I mean, she was based in Berlin when she recorded this, and it does have that feeling of Berlin. It feels deliberately yep. weird and and perverted on purpose. In a way, you know, it's a song about it's an album about sex, but not very much of it feels like feels sexy. 
A lot of it kind of feels slightly grim and needy and and, and uh, yeah, it just feels like you know, you know, a lot of the songs. It doesn't feel like it would be fun to 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 <laughs> to bang the fucking um, the the antagonist yeah. of these songs. It does not feel you know. It, it feels no, like it would be. It's a, not like my an um, unpleasant experience. It, it'd be the, you'd be you'd be sobbing in the shower afterwards. It, kind it's, of it's definitely not my Mike Patton sex album where it's obvious that they're you know almost banging while they're recording the music. Um, yeah. Th- this kind of feels like a, a sort of grim and nihilistic. It feels like a threat, her sexuality, which I think is yeah. part of the bit because she's trying to reclaim, you know, as, as, a, as a feminist, she's reclaiming aggressive sexuality from fucking the, just just in the entire history of, of male-led mm. rock and roll. But this is... Um, <laughs> Turbo Negro's songs about getting gobbies and having bum sex are funnier... And more fun than than Peaches' songs about much of the same material. It was interesting playing this album loud while the builders while I was labouring for the builder the other day. I was gonna say this is not, not this is not no. for the kids. This is not hold music. This is not for your ringtones. This is not um the, yeah, this this is not, not no, for I anybody. Could, you, like if you had the bass line uh from Fuck the Pain Away, like that's just that at the start and cut it before anything else happened. Anyone that recognised that would just look at you a little bit funny. Why have you got that as your ringtone? Uh, my phone hasn't rung out loud for about ten years, so I can't I can't be bothered to add that as my ringtone. But um, no, look, it was an enjoyable week. It was a great way to start the year, just like a palate cleanser of ridiculous sort of weirdness to uh, to kick us off for the year. We're um. Yeah, all of that was was extremely upsetting, and I'm I'm glad that we're out of it. What shall we do? Shall I've got I've uh, I've actually got a, a, an album that I'm you know reasonably excited about. For let's do some new shit. It's time. There is there is new albums out there. I've seen them. I've looked at them. I haven't listened for, to them for something this early in the year. Because sometimes I can be a little bit crap. It's February. We should be we should be ready to go by now. I've got a couple coming out next week, actually, which which are pretty exciting. But Blood Red Shoes, who we I'm pretty sure we did their first album, didn't we? We did. We did their most recent yeah. album. Okay, so maybe not that. And to be honest, if you were short of an album, I was going to suggest this one because I know you like the you like their um their, mm. their last one. I, I must and and they must have liked it enough to follow them on Twitter. So. That's how I knew this album was out. It's called Ghosts on. I think I think it was a top five album for you. Pretty okay. sure it was. I'm pretty sure it was a top five album for you the year, this, year that we okay. did this. Um. So yeah, let's go with that. Ghosts on tape. Bloodbridge shoes uh, sound a bit like the Kills. Um, yeah. Sound a, oh. a, little, a more electronic maybe. Um, but yeah, they they um they do some decent stuff. Their their album of I want to say seventeen, maybe eighteen. They've gone for the very restrained Andrew Stockdale type uh, bio. The most overlooked and underrated band of all time in the whole world ever. Posted by Blood Red Shoes. (laughs) Well, but at least they're um, at least they they don't go on for paragraphs about how they fucking in terrible grammar uh, about how how fucking genius they are. Uh, Oh, you can buy this album on cassette. (laughs) Why not? It's perfect if you're still driving a 1988 fucking Datsun Bluebird or something, Nissan Pintara. Uh, dear. All right, what have you got? That is a new doc. I still have to find Blood Red Shoes. It's called Ghosts on Tape, I think is the name of the album. No, I'm trying to find the fucking original oh, one. Oh, the, the, um, 
Won't it be in the top five tab? Yeah, it will be, but I'm very slow, and the internet is pissing me off. Uh, it is your number three album of 2019, which I, I thought it was it was years earlier yeah. than that. That was the Little Sims year. Looking at your lineup for 2019 is fascinating. Number five, Lost in Space by the Dub Club. Number four, Special Edition Part One by Fat Freddy's. Number three, Get Tragic by Blood Red Shoes. Number two, can you guess? Uh, Crystal Method. Almost Free by Fiddler. Oh, yeah, that's, I love that album. And number one, Grey Area by Little Sims. I wouldn't mind it. And uh, Crystal Method was not, was, not a top, uh, was not a top five album at all. Yeah, probably because of the back half. Yeah. Oh, the yeah. trip home, you know, you got stuck in a fucking taxi and in traffic and it was pretty boring. Yeah, that's. I wouldn't mind a, another Fiddler album. That would be good. Thank you very much. Um, well, they're, they're probably still trying right. to give up the booze. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> uh, what do you got that is a new. I'm going to go for a uh, punk rock band called Yard Act, who have had a decent amount of uh, positive coverage recently. Uh, also British, like Blood Red Shoes. Um, yeah, getting a lot of buzz. So, uh, yeah, that's that's the album for me for this week. What about a Joker? I had a suggestion for the Joker, and then I started listening to it, and it was tish. So I was like, fuck, I don't want to pick that as the Joker. What was it, just for fun? Uh, it was Bonobo, which is like a house. They were a real... That they were like an Ibiza house band in the in the early two thousands, I think. I thought it was some kind of monkey. It is some sort of monkey. I, th- I I I can I think I used to have a couple of like Ibiza remixed albums with them on it. So maybe they were more of a good remix band than a an actual band. Yeah, with the remix, actually, you're never quite sure who was responsible for what. Yeah, yeah. It was always uh, how much of this is the original riff and how much is anything else. Um, how would you feel about a new album by Eels? Yeah, okay, that'd be interesting. It's the sort of much thing that I wouldn't pick, <laughs> but it's the sort of thing that would fit in a, a Joker spec. M- much more than a new album for from the Whitlams, that's for sure. Yeah, I saw that. I saw that and thought, I don't really, all of your friends are fuck-ups, but they're fun to have around. Now they're in the fucking nursing home. They're part of the aged care crisis. Where your friends are, Mr. fucking Friedman. Yeah, so if you look at Bonobos, appears on Cafe Del Mar, Chill House, Cosmic Vibrations, Ibiza Remix. Ministry of Sound. Yeah, Ministry of Sound, uh, Trip Hop Vibes, um, Chill Out Sessions. Bali Eric Munters. Look, a lot of a lot of mixed tapes that I quite enjoy listening to when I'm chilling out doing nothing. If you're good abroad, yes. Yeah. If you're good abroad, we should write. You should write an album. Write a- <laughs> that might be the title for the episode. <laughs> music, music, music. Yeah, off you go abroad. Oh, it was nice for Adam to, to vote for our remix of music, 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 number one of the hottest one hundred. Not that it worked. You know, I appreciate the gesture. Uh, speaking of singles, Gardner and the uh, Gentlemen's Dub Club have another collaboration out at the moment, so I'm hoping that we'll get a, uh, another Gentlemen's Dub You need dub- those next men. You need yeah, the full you, crew. You need the crossover. I'm hoping that – well, I'm hoping that him being on the single sort of uh, means that they might be collaborating again. You know. Yeah. I like their collabs. All right. So for the record, the Joker we're going to go for is yeah, the Eels. is Eels' yep. z- 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 album. Apparently, it's it's their best album since 
uh, Soul Jacker, I think, was their, was their yeah, really good one. that was a good album. Yeah, so I think it's their best since Soul Jacker. But then again, that's what everybody says about every fucking legacy act. It's their best album since their last good one. Um, but, you know, let's go. What could possibly go wrong? We might waste 53 minutes or something. Look, we're back again for another year. I'm, I'm actually, um, I had a bit of a- We're a, back a, in this. A perusal of the, you know, albums to come out in January, February, March, or February, March now. There's some stuff that There's I'm- There's some stuff out there. Yeah, some stuff that I'm pretty keen on. I think we, we, uh, things like the Blood Red Shoes is we're definitely in the territory now where every third or fourth week there should be someone popping up who- while we, you know, you might not have loved the first album, there was enough there that you're like, oh, I want to check them out for their next album to see whether they go forwards or backwards. So this will be this will be an interesting year, I reckon. Yeah, well, they all are, and they're all different in their own kind of way. All right, talk. There's some fucking philosophy for you. Ah, good stuff. All right, I'll catch you on the flip side. Cheers, man. See ya. going to actually record this. What a massive penis. Learn how to fucking do the internet.